Hi there. Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is our weekly show where we cover three or four interesting tech topics in the news, give you a fun library fact, and send you on your way in 15 to 20 minutes. As always, if you have a story you'd like us to cover, creationstation at broward.org comes right to me. Today, I have Anitra King from South Regional, our most recent, what's the official regional director title thing for you, Anitra? Community Library Manager Senior. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yes. But she, so out, out in charge at South Regional Library, Broward College South. She's yes. been, you've only been here or you've been back here. This is the front part. Anitra and I used to work together eight years ago, nine years ago before you left. Yes. And now you're back. It's yes, fun. I'm back. It's a very good thing. We're very happy with this. I'm very happy to be back. It's a nice little community out there. If you have not seen South Regional and been part of their, all the stuff that happens out there on that campus, you need to drive out there. It, yes. They have a lot of fun stuff. Yes, we do. You do. I'm going to start sharing our thing. We've got a theme today, it seems, of like brains. And this first story, I know. Everybody out there who's looking at the screen saying, wait, Bob, killer whales are not brains. I'm getting there. Just give me a minute. And as always, these links are going to be in the chat for you so you can go read these stories. So there's a problem off the coast of Europe near Gibraltar. And if you're a sail, if you are a sailor, if you out go out and sail boats in particular, um, you know about this. But orcas have been attacking sailboats. Yes. What did you think about this one, Anitra? It was it was very interesting um, to hear that you know they are attacking the sailboats. Well, taking off a piece of the sailboat. Exactly right. Uh, and <laughs> this is why it's funny. a brain story because these the killer whales, the orcas, are smart enough that it turns out what the scientists think they're doing is that on bigger boats they're cruising behind the big boats and enjoying the wake coming off the propellers. Mm -hmm. And they're pissed off at sailboats that don't have enough oomph coming off of their propeller because it's being blocked by the rudder. So they're breaking the rudders off of sailboats just out of <laughs> big teenagers. As much as they can tell, it's like these are all teenage killer whales out there who are just goofing around, messing with people, definitely planning things. What's funny is how they said this could be a fad, you know, that they're, that they're yeah, yeah. Did you read that other fad that they had? It was happening out on the West Coast uh, over in the Pacific where, uh, let me see if I can find it, that year, what year it was. Um, they're focusing on the rudders now. Um, oh, back in the 1990s. Yes. So out in the Pacific, there were some killer whales and various pods that their fad was to take a dead fish and wear it on their head like a little hat right and they did that and they did that for a few years and then it just kind of went out of fashion it was just a fad that that, that they were going through and then oh none of the cool kids do that anymore and i was just like wow it's just it really does show how you know we really need to think about what are we doing, you know, with all the other creatures that we're interacting with on the planet. And some of them are out there smart enough. They're, they're able to do some pretty cool things. You're right. 
And I hope somebody out there, as soon as I was saying that, was like, well, Bob, wait, there's some other really cool creatures that are really smart. And you're right. There's a new story out there, a good long read on octopus brains. Maybe. Kind of. This is the one that I was that startled me. What part what part of it caught your eye first? How smart they are and how one of the um octopus, you know, kept turning off the lights with water because it was aggravating him. You know. Um, so there's a story in here about how um uh, an aquarium, uh there was a the octopus that's in the thing would come up a little bit out of the tank and squirt light at a light bulb to short it out. And it would cause a short and all the lights would go out and he'd be able to go back to sleep. And so it happened multiple days in a row and they finally caught on to what was happening and wow. So they had to put up a guard and actually they took the light out for the octopus and made it come down. So it wouldn't keep happening like that. That was happening in New Zealand. Uh, There's another one in Canada no, Seattle, I apologize, in the Seattle Aquarium, where they actually had two people similarly, similar build, everything like that, dress identical. One of them would be the good cop and give them food and do all the good stuff. One of them would be the bad cop and would poke them with a stick and be stuff. And it only took them less than two weeks to figure out exactly who was who just based on watching the faces of the humans coming up and to their space. Right. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And now I know you're thinking, okay, Bob, yeah, so they're smart. So everybody knows, you know, certain creatures are smart. Yeah. Pluses don't have a brain. There's not one spot in their body that's like a brain. Their their brains are distributed across their entire body. All every arm has its own set of neurons that connect and do things and be part of a big, larger brain-like thing for the entire octopus. If, mm. if you actually, one of the more gruesome stories of human interactions here are that uh, if you actually sever all of the various um, arms, the brain does stop working. Um, so it's really interesting. And this is the reason I find this so interesting is this is totally different because mm-hmm. this isn't like the other great apes this isn't like any other mammal that we've all evolved off that same you know evolutionary tree and we you, know, you can go back just you know you can see where chimpanzees and orangutans and everything why why we think they have some smarts and why octopuses aren't anywhere near any of that right. it's evolved entirely on its own but they are very intelligent very intelligent. It's just crazy, crazy, crazy about how out there it is. And again, it brings to mind the whole idea of, you know, what are you going to do about the, what do you do about animals? Hmm. When is it smart enough to be its own person kind of thing? What do you think of nature? I don't know what how to think smart, about that. How, yeah. <laughs> how, how smart do you have to be? This leads back to our, uh, we like three or four weeks ago, we had the, the big AI story, you know, oh, you know, Google's got this AI that's, that's sentient and everybody was like, no, they're not really sentient. It's kind of the same thing here. They're really smart. Yeah. But are they sentient? They know themselves. 
-hmm. where do we draw the line between these things of when is something smart versus intelligence versus too smart to eat? Hmm. Octopus? Would you eat? I mean, you eat calamari because you're going to, squid are not octopus and they're much lower down on the intelligence chain and everything like that. But where did, where's your line, Anitra? Where do you think? I, I can't say, Bob. Um, when I read this story, I was, I was, pre, I was very shocked um, at the intelligence of, of octopuses, um, you know, but I don't know where my eating line would, where my eating line lies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I wouldn't eat, I, I don't eat octopus because I know, I mean, they're at least that smart. You, you think we, mm -hmm. we know they're, you know, for that. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm really not sure where we draw the, and how do you start subscribing? You know, what do you subscribe intelligence to, you know, when they're self-aware, uh, we've shown elephants can see themselves in a mirror and recognize themselves mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But that's, they're not along these same lines. It's right. the world is a lot stranger and, uh, more complicated than most people want to make it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It gets really complicated really fast, which is what this last story is about. <laughs> so it turns out your entire personality and your entire way of living can change in an instant. And we're not talking you have some kind of epiphany and all of a sudden you march off and live in the Himalayas. Um, this person... Uh, Sophia Papp um, was in British Columbia was had a car accident, severe brain trauma, and total change of personality after coming out of the coma. Yeah. So she went for two weeks where she was barely able to understand, barely able to do anything. And then one day later, her brain had healed, had taken that time of the two weeks in the coma and everything to heal, but it healed differently. And she was a different person by all accounts. All of her family, the doctors, everybody who had, who had known her, her all of her life said she was a totally different person, whether she was much more empathetic, she had became someone who could just talk with anyone instead of her introverted self that she used to be. And then only like a month later, she taught herself all sorts of information about what brain surgery, what brain trauma was about. She learned all the stuff about MRIs and fMRIs and all these things all on her own as a totally new crazy way of life. Mm -hmm. And this out of the book, I want to highlight this right here. That's what doesn't kill us makes us. Mm -hmm. So it's an entire book. And this is just one of the stories that's in that book. I wanted to highlight it. Um, it's one of those weird things of how much everything in our world can change and swap. And it leads back to, to our other two stories, I think. It's, you know, yes, you're still smart. 
yeah, you're still a person. You still have all this intelligence, but you're not the same person anymore. No. What, what do you think? T tell me about that in nature for personality versus intelligence when you meet someone. Yeah, like um, in this story, to me, whew, yeah, her, even her mom said, you know, I I knew my child, this was my child because of the body, but she was, her personality, her intelligence, all of that was completely different. Um, so, you know, but in another realm, she was very, to me, she was very determined, um, determined to learn, determined to heal. And I, I, I read the story and it talked about the brain trauma, but I do feel like her determination helped her, you know, helped her to heal. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I can't possibly think how anyone could go through this successfully without that kind of, you know, athletic determinism, you know, it's, it's yes. the same way. How can this, the Michael Jordan, you know, whatever, whichever athlete you want to use, how did they, they're not physically that much better than the other person. It's just that they are so driven and mm -hmm. focused that they do. And that's what happened to her. She instead became this driven, focused person mm -hmm. and directed all of her energy into that one way of doing things. Right. And, it's a and, fascinating read. And she even um, like challenged the science, you know, what the science said, um, you know, she should be, she challenged that. But then it turned the story turned around in the end where um it mentioned that she was uh like living outside of her body or something where it it starts to be it, it gets a little weird at the end i agree with you on that one um because she's there she's turned her life around she has focused she's getting a's in college she's going back she's processing all these things no one else in the family understands her. Nobody else understands what's going on. And like you said, the doctors are like, no, wait, you have trauma. You have, and she's like, no, I don't. That's mm -hmm. where it starts to become, how do you define these people? What do you do with them? How do you define personalities? If, and are you the same person? If you've got a radically different personality than you did six months ago. Right. But you are the person. Yeah. As you said, you know, the, the mother's quote, it's my daughter, but she's not my daughter. Mm -hmm. And it's just, this is a, one of those really long articles that we love to find on this show. So definitely go read this thing. It's incredibly complicated in ways. And it's a really great, um, read. And this is the quote that I wanted to, to leave us with on this one. Where, and Sophie's saying, you know, we're trying to create a narrative that we can understand, and that narrative may not be the truth. And yes. that's okay. It's just how it is. Mm hmm. That's right. I, I like that quote, Bob. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, that's one of those things where you can lead with, you know, you don't have to go through a brain, brain trauma to change. You can just accept who you are and say, okay, this is who we are. And I'm going to change and be better or do something different. And that's okay. It doesn't invalidate your previous life. It doesn't invalidate what you're doing. You that's can right. just do good. That's right. Be the best you, you yeah. can be. Exactly. It was just crazy, crazy, crazy. And yeah. then sh sh this, as you were saying, the whole, a different kind of self and it, 
man, it is just biopsychology after that, after mm-hmm. getting traumatic brain injury and then going all the way through that and now has a bachelor of science in biopsychology. Um, and she's still in school working. And by the way, she's only 26. Yes. Got a long way to go and making all these changes and, and being someone who can identify for other people. Mm-hmm. I think she was what, 20, 19 when, when this happened. She was only 19 when this all started. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. And, and I think, you know, I, I saw this story. I saw the octopus story and I'm like, okay, these, these work, these really work. And then that orca one just fell into my lap and I'm just like, okay, yeah, we're talking about brains this week because I want to know how everybody's brains are different and everyone's working together and we can all get along. We can all figure out a way to help each other out, you know, we'll all be different and think differently and work together differently. That's right. That is the truth. Hope so. I really hope. Thank you for being here, Anitra. Tell us what what's the cool library thing that you wanted you wanted to highlight for us today? Because you guys have got some good stuff out there. Yes. Well, Bob, you talked about um, you know getting these articles and going online to to get these articles. Well, the library we understand that you know some people may not have that internet access, so we are now offering um, free Wi-Fi hotspot uh, hotspots to customers. So they're offered at all libraries uh, for free. Did I say free already? Yeah, um, you can't you can't use that word too many times. Oh, I can't. Okay. Free internet is is kind of important for a lot of people. <laughs> um, so these wireless hotspots, you go to your local library and check them out. You can check them out for thirty days initially, and you can even extend it for an additional thirty days. So that's sixty days um, with the wireless hotspots. So go to your library, check it out. So you can go online and check out some of these cool articles that Bob will be premiering on a weekly basis. Bob, we do this every week. Yeah. Oh, so, just wait next to oh, Nature. You want to be here next Tuesday? What are you doing uh, next? Creation Tuesday? Station Monthly is next Tuesday, and it's storytelling. Oh. We're getting in two people who make a living telling stories. Great. They're not writers. They are the old-fashioned sit around the campfire and tell stories kind of people. That's awesome. I love storytelling. Isn't it? That's I figured you're gonna and we've got (laughs) conference on children's literature coming up next month. We've got all sorts of stuff coming up along those lines for everybody here. So please come on in, come see us, come see what we're doing at the various libraries. Thank you again, Anitra, for taking bit time. You're a busy person. Thank you for fitting this in for me. No problem, Bob. Can I put in a little plug for of South course. Regional Brown College Library? Tell Thank us. you. So on September 24th, um, we're actually having an event called Your Library, Your Community, where we're going to be hi- highlighting services and resources that the libraries offer. Um, we want to welcome our customers back in. We're also bringing in some community partners um, where they can highlight some of their resources and, and services that they offer to the community. So it's like a resource fair where we're highlighting library and community services um, in celebration of library card sign up month because September is library card sign up month. So library card sign up month, band book week. Oh, his- come on in, people. We're, yeah. As as I say, you know, if you are listening to this from outside of the Broward area, you can still sign up for a digital card with Broward. Yes. Because we don't ban books here. 
So right. we'll help you out. You, you're in a place that's in trouble. We'll, we'll help you out and come see some, that's going to be a really nice thing down there because there's a lot of resources out there and you've got a whole very diverse community. Mm-hmm. Man, I love, there's all these little restaurants around South regional that I love when I go out there. Come on out, Bob. September oh. 24th at 12 o'clock. It's going to be a fun time thing. Yes. Uh, let me, I got to throw up. I'm running now. We're running into lit now making me think about food and nature, man. <laughs> let me get this final slide up here. If you've got a restaurant, you want to share it. No, a, a library that you'd like us to feature on, <laughs> on the show one week or a library, your favorite librarian, email me creation station at Broward.org. And we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you.